from Sydney. Welcome to the Proof of Concept podcast, the tech show where we explore real-life use cases from the field and discuss some hot questions in the field of data science and AI. I am your host, uh, Grant Case, and today I'm joined by Colleen Chen, a solutions engineer uh, with Data IQ. And today's topic's an interesting one. It's everything you wanted to know about AI governance, but were too afraid to ask. Well, yeah, that comes into the question, what is AI governance to begin with? Um, and that's why we have our great uh, guest here today. So Colleen, why don't you uh, give us a little bit of background on yourself? Thanks, Grant. Really happy to be here at the Proof of Concept podcast. Uh, so my background is quite varied. I actually started as a lawyer in government. Ooh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, and after a little while, I ended um, up in um, the Department of Defense in their AI center. So I was surrounded by questions around what governance mean to a government organization working on such sensitive matters. Um, and I was able to uh, get involved in a lot of international standard setting um, discussions around what good governance means and also work with a lot of civil society organizations on the same topic too. So I've been thinking about it for a little while, and um, as you can appreciate, it's it's quite a big topic, so really excited to unpack it with you today. Yeah, and hopefully don't tell me anything that would get me killed, so we'll keep that, uh, we'll keep that off the air. Uh, so let's dive into it uh, a little bit. So I guess the first question, the first question we always ask here uh, uh, on the Proof of Concept podcast is, uh, why is this cool? Uh, what is cool about AI governance. Why should we even think about it? Well, AI governance is really cool because I think, you know, it's something that even if you're not technical, you can still be a part of because AI governance is about whether or not the system that we're creating is benefiting the end user. And when we talk about AI becoming the new oil or the new electricity, um, you know, permeating everything that we do and making our decisions better and more efficient, it's going to impact everyone. And so it's really important to have everyone involved thinking about how this technology will impact them. And so the task of data scientists and everyone involved in creating these systems is to take that feedback on board and make sure that what the systems that they're designing are able to remove any concerns that end users will have on these AI systems. Okay, interesting. And interesting to hear what your feedback is uh, here in the audience. So please uh, leave us a message here on LinkedIn or check us out on YouTube uh, with some of the comments. Uh, we'd love to hear kind of what's your thoughts. Why do you think AI governance is interesting? To me, AI governance is really about, uh, and again, how do we always talk about how do we keep ourselves out of jail? Uh, but I think it goes a lot further than that. And to the point what you're talking about is like, this can become a competitive advantage for a lot of folks. Uh, because again, when we talk about AI governance, it are, this is something that's completely new uh, for a lot of folks. And what we're trying to do right now is how do you establish a lot of credibility for your organization? Well, making sure you're hemming to good AI governance standards and uh, that can be a differentiating factor for a lot of folks. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. So there's two things about that, right? One is around trust. If the system isn't trustworthy, then you know people relying on it to make decisions won't want to use it. 
And those who are impacted by those decisions are likely to, you know, really come up against it. So you really want AI governance to be front and centre of what you do so that people um, are trusting the systems that are going to be live out there, um, you know, helping us uh, improve our daily lives. But the second element of it is that, as you say, um, good governance can really speed up how quickly you can create those models and push them into production. So again, um, it's a competitive advantage on so many levels. Okay, interesting. So you kind of dovetail something uh, interesting right there in my mind, which is uh, how do you explain this? Uh, AI is its own beast in terms of how do we explain AI, but when we talk about explaining AI, uh, Eli Five, my CEO, it's almost like we're taking something that is really difficult to understand, and then we're layering on something that could be even more abstract. So, how do we explain AI governance to the C-suite or you know even my boss? How do we do that? Yeah, that's a great question, Grant. And I think you know when I started joining those discussions at those standard setting forums, similar issues came up. A lot of experts say the technology, you know, technologies in under falling under this umbrella of AI is so diverse. How do you apply one framework that will govern it all? But when you think about it, at the end of the day, um, governance is really driven by values. And if you read all the documentations that have come out of the OECD, out of the UN, out of different national governments and even the Red Cross, it really focuses on the same pillars of values, which is around trust, transparency, fairness, et cetera, et cetera, and explainability. So mm -hmm. when we're starting to think about governance, um, we don't have to be intimidated by what it could possibly mean because it is probably going to mean different things to different people. But underpinning it all is probably you'll find the key pillars that are universal to us all. Mm -hmm. And again, I think that first one, trust, is one when I'm talking to clients on a daily basis when it comes to AI, that is always something that is first and paramount uh, to folks. It's like, how do I get people to trust the AI? Uh, this is something that is completely different. It's a lot of times something most folks don't even understand. Uh, establishing that trust is uh, absolutely critical. Uh, it's in fact the first step to a lot of this AI governance, at least in my perspective is. Yeah, I mean, you know, if we think about it, um you know, it, it, across anything that we produce, even ice cream, I think, you know, there's a lot of trust <laughs> these days in food standards because we've largely eliminated the governance issues, at least in some parts of the world around how we manufacture food. So I see it as heading in that direction where, you know, perhaps right now there's a lot of scrutiny um, as the industry can be um, quite new in some sectors, um, technology can be quite new in some sectors, but hopefully over time, as we standardize a lot of these good practices and good governance across the way we design AI systems that, um, you know, people can then um, be confident and trusting of the technology. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, we hear about AI governance. We're talking about this today, but uh, I'd like to come, you know, in our next segment, it's like we always talk about compare and contrast and we'd love to hear kind of how would you, uh, you as an audience, how do you explain AI governance? Uh, please hit us up with the LinkedIn uh, here on LinkedIn or on YouTube and follow us. Uh, we'd love to kind of hear your feedback as well as what's going on with that and how would you explain it? 
But when we talk about AI governance, there, we hear a lot of different governance. So, you know, we talk about risk governance, we talk about operational governance, we talk about, you know, data governance, there's all these quite a governance. So, you know, compare and contrast some of those other elements of governance and, you know, versus what we're talking about in AI, in your opinion, because again, uh, you've been to a lot of these forums, uh, forums where, you know, standard bodies are trying to get together. And I would assume a lot of that is trying to understand how can we take it you know, some of the governance ideas from other, uh, other elements or other different, uh, verticals, industries, marketplaces, et cetera, and apply them to AI. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, sometimes, uh, people who design AI systems might be used to designing it for an industrial process where the risk profile is very different compared to mm -hmm. say, if they have to apply a very similar approach to a social context. So the most famous one being sen sentencing um, decisions that judges, you know, would rely on some um, characteristics of the person in court to um, create a sentencing decision. So those are very different types of decisions. And that means um, the, the considerations around that will be very different um, for, for um, these um, sentencing decisions. It's really important to remove bias. Um, mm -hmm. In, in that decision-making process uh, because the impact can be so huge. Um, whereas if you're designing industrial process to, you know, skim off 2% of faults in your production chain, maybe, um, you know, that your tolerance for error is a bit, uh, is a bit uh, more generous. So um, when we talk about governance, um, there's a lot of different technical language that um, is being used to wrap around these concepts. So um, in the first instance, uh, the bias reduction could be, um, you know, uh, something that's paramount to that AI system because that could render a judge's decision um, void um, on so many accounts. Whereas in, in the industrial process, uh, people might think about more technical terms, think about it in more technical terms, like, um, you know, having great operational uh, uh, setup. So they might talk more in terms of your MLOps language, looking at drift analysis um, and error reduction. So um, even though a lot of those ideas fall under the broad umbrella of AI governance, um, when you're talking to different people who are creating these AI systems, they might um, uh, package it or talk about it in a slightly different language. So it's important to have an awareness of all these different terms, but ultimately um, understand that these terms are adapted to the users, um, at, you know, in their particular situation. So one of the things I've heard uh, quite frequently for customers uh, is this concept and idea of values. Um, so for example, uh, what is appropriate in one organization is not necessarily in another. Uh, so different levels of tolerance of risk, different, uh, even just different overall, what we believe, uh, for example, if I am in a gaming company, uh, and, and my goal is to find the best, uh, my best customers where that could be a very different view of how intolerance of risk tolerance of what I'm willing to do versus if, uh, I worked for a religious, a religious organization, for example. So talk to us a little bit about what 
when we're talking about that compare and contrast for values, how do you kind of go about that as an organization? That's a great question, Grant. And I think this kind of come back, comes back to the idea of all tech is human. Um, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, um, humans are making these decisions. And that's why it's important to not rely on black box AI systems and have the ability to talk to people in the organization to really um, come to a common understanding of what those values are and are able to embed that value um, throughout the production chain. So as you say, um, a, a an insurance company might have fiduciary duties where they can't nudge their customers um, in particular directions, whereas, um, you know, a, a pure uh, fast-moving product um, company Mm -hmm. can. So um, having that um, understanding is incredibly important. And that's why you're starting to see, you know, a good governance setup might have um, certain um, checkpoints where people who are sitting at those risk management positions are able to not only check off um, that the system has been properly built, but are able to understand it, even if they might not be a techie as the engineers Mm -hmm. are. So it's really well, important to be able to accommodate to everyone. Absolutely. And I, I think that's probably one of the keys when I talk to customers just in general is uh, every, we talk about AI and we're talking about machine learning. Ultimately, all of those different elements are part of this process. So if we don't, guess what happens? Uh, um, yeah. Sorry. I was okay. getting a little feedback there. <laughs> no worries. Uh, uh on my uh, my mic there for a moment, but yeah, uh, everybody has to be a part of this process, uh, just in general. Um, so, I guess the next question is like uh, we kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, and it's like how do we make money, save money, improve the customer experience through AI governance? Because again, le- most organizations, when we're talking about governance, just in general, it's a uh, I'm slapping this on at the end. Uh, it's something I have to do. It's not necessarily something I want to do. Um, so what in your mind, uh, when we're talking about this, what, you know, why is this valuable to the organization? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, I, I don't think, you know, uh, good governance needs to be a pain, um, for the organization. Um, I like to think about it as, you know, tidying things up as you go. So you don't have to do a big, you know, clean at the end of the week or something Mm -hmm. and, you know, creating that headache for yourself, um, not being able to find things, um, you know, having things that you thought you could use, but then have degraded, you know, I think that analogy applies to how we build models um, this day and age, especially as um, organizations want to move beyond just having one or two um, star models in their organization. They want to start, you know, applying this technology across all aspects of what they do, you know, in HR or um, across operations or in marketing or in finance. It's really important if you want to scale AI in your organization to have a good housekeeping um, in governance. And that doesn't have to be onerous. Um, there are now um the ability there, there is now um, enough awareness of what good governance mean for that task to be divided among everyone, so that everyone can understand that you know if, th- if this job is to uh, acquire data or clean data, that there are certain standards and expectations. If their job is to build models, that there are expectations around how they document their model and how they um, you know triage for bias um, mm-hmm. and. Drink. 
et cetera, et cetera. And the best thing about where the industry is moving is that a lot of that documentation is starting to be standardized and automated. So, oh, nice. yeah. So, you know, Good. It, we don't have to do it ourselves. <laughs> it, it's making everyone's jobs a lot easier. Um, and there are now um, the ability, there is now the ability to even set up systems for yourself so that you get pinged if um, there's an anomaly in the process in which, you know, your data is um, being outputted. So there's a lot of great stuff going on um, because people are recognizing the importance of good governance. And there is already a lot of investment in ensuring that, um, you know, that we don't become a victim of our success, that as um, more and more AI systems go into production, that they are actually um, delivering value long term and not ending up on the front page of a newspaper for doing that. That's always important. And again, I think that's something uh, when I talk to customers, especially when they're talking about governance, uh, there's typically an interest. uh, It ends up being more regulatory in general, at least to begin with, in that, hey, I don't want to run afoul. Then you might have, I don't want to end up on the front page of the Sydney Morning Herald or the, the Financial Times. But I think you alluded to something there that I think AI governance can bring to us. And that ends up being a lot more automation. Uh, While itself, we may be trying to ensure that we don't have risk. Ultimately, you're going to end up in some sort of automation and set of processes. And those processes are going to make everything go faster. uh, Because now we'll have not everybody's doing everything willy nilly across the organization you don't have multiple business units working in very disparate fashions now everybody effectively is running uh the kind of the same protocols that makes it much easier to number one start to check off on things number two at least now people don't necessarily have to fumble around with what do they need to do or we're not trying to go backwards once again and trying to understand did we miss a step to me, that AI governance, you're laying that foundation of this is how we do things as an organization. So uh, we talk a lot about just kind of uh, ML ops, how do we get automation, AI governance, how do we make sure it works, and then responsible AI, making sure that what we're doing is actually uh, what we say we're doing and doing so in a fair manner. So for me, it's that it's that triumphant together ultimately binds all of this. So let's kind of, I want you to put on your prognosticators cap. Let's put on the, uh, let's put on the, uh, the magician hat and kind of talk to us about, uh, because you've been working with this kind of long-term, um, and really from its nascent, uh, days when it comes to AI governance, really kind of interested to understand kind of predictions from you, Colleen, about what, What's going on? And you as an audience, we would love to hear from you as well. What do you think AI governance is about? Is this something that's going to be with us? Is this something that's just going to be a part part of every time we do anything uh, as an organization? Or or is this something that, you know, ultimately you think will be on the wayside? I don't think that's necessarily the case. Uh, But what I'd be really kind of interested to see, hear from you, Colleen, is what do you think the the future holds for a lot of this AI governance? Wow, that's a big question. Um, It's a big question. I'm asking, you know, you're the experts. We would, so 
What do you think? What's going to happen here? I've seen a lot of great stuff lately. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I think, you know, in the future, AI governance is going to be um, sort of synonymous with a good model. So they'll say this model is great. You know, at the moment, a lot of people say, oh, it it does X percent better. But probably (laughs) in the future, you know, this this response will be more enriched by, you know, because it has a lower level of bias or, you know, a a greater uh, explainability score. And I, I think we're already seeing that, um, that uh, you know, when people choose a best performing model, they're not going straight for um, a, a single column metric. They're, they're looking mm-hmm. at the model more holistically. And I think as tools um, for AI governance become built in to um, data science software by default um, and people see it as a competitive advantage, that AI governance will begin to really cement itself across everything that we do. And so um, I think in the future, uh, a lot of these great concepts will be built in by default. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I think it's a great thing. And I think we're really um, standing on the shoulders of giants right now. Excellent. So I guess my uh, kind of final question, and we've kind of danced around it a little bit, is from a governmental regulatory perspective, where do you think the wind blows? Because again, when we talk about AI governance and how AI is becoming quite pervasive across all of the business to consumer, uh, B2C, B2B, uh, we've seen Singapore coming out with their own set of standards. I believe Australia is also working on its own set of standards. Where do you think from a governmental regulatory perspective, we're going to end up with AI in five years? Is it going to have... Is it still going to be quite? Is it still going to be quite uh, open and more suggestive, or is it going to be much more strict in terms of interpretation and execution? I think it will mature over the next few years because already you're seeing um, good AI, good governance be a requirement in a lot of government procurement. Um, uh, initiatives. So government itself wants to buy um, software or um, initiatives that are well governed. Um, and additionally, governments are also not immune to having made mistakes with AI as well. So I think there are... I don't know what you're lessons. talking about. Governments are always <laughs> correct. <laughs> there, there are plenty of lessons being learned so far, but I think definitely um, as, as the industry matures and as there are no longer excuses not to produce well-governed models that um, the industry will move towards a a, a situation where um, there is greater expectation on transparency, good documentation, good process, and Mm -hmm. bias-free and fair models. Yeah, and I I would completely agree with that. I think we're going to get, we're about to hit a much more strict regulatory environment. Um, I think there'll still be suggestive uh, features as a part of a lot of what we're hearing out of the EU, the OECD, uh, NIST, uh, and various governments around the world. Uh, they'll definitely be here are best practices, but I think the the time is coming where there'll be definitely, there'll be some strict, you must have done this as a part of, just to, to ensure that people are getting uh, back to trust once again, they can trust the AI model itself. So Colleen, thank you for joining us here on the Proof of Concept podcast. 
Remember, follow us on YouTube and on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic, AI governance. It's something that's very, very new right now. Um, and there are a lot of interesting things going on uh, with organizations just in general. And we'd love to hear about what's going on in your organization as well. So with that, I want to say thank you, Colleen Chen, for uh, joining us today. I am Grant Case with the Proof of Concept Podcast. Thanks so much. Uh, please continue to listen for us here in season two, and we hope you have a wonderful day. Take care, everybody. Thanks. Thank you.